When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Wednesday. Wednesday before the Super Bowl. Got your plans? Got your food? Got it all ready? Go to hornfm.com. We got a chance for you to win that big game prize pack. Go to hornfm.com. Check out all the interviews we've had for you. We're going to be posting those throughout the week. Bucky and Aaron had a chance to talk with Super Bowl winning coach Brian Billick this morning. Pictures of that and more up at hornfm.com. Interviews on site with our man Super Bowl Stu. Interviews that we've had. We got a couple uh, more, hopefully, set up for you this week. We'll get to that. We got a big basketball record to talk about. We got some Texas football developments to talk about. And we will get into Super Bowl 50. I got my pick already. I'll, I'll tell you at 1230. People wait around. People that do what we do, they'll wait around. Oh no, I've gotta I've gotta break it down a little more. I've gotta look at some ah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you coming up. I'll give you a score and everything. We'll do that at 1230. I'm Chad Hastings. It is Chad and Zay. The Zay part of that is the one and only Isaiah. Collier. What's up, Zay? What's good, Chad? I see you're already taking shots at me because I am that guy that's going to crush the numbers down, and I do not have a pick right now. That's good. That's good so, because, you, see, you're actually thinking it through, and you're probably going to have a more accurate pick than me. I'll just throw it out there. Yeah, you're, I feel like you're being just petty because <laughs> <laughs> you hate the Eagles that much. It could be. It could be. That could be. That's always a possibility. My pettiness is always a possibility. And speaking of pettiness, before we get into it, I just want to double check because last night I watched Westlake against Buta Johnson. You and what Roger, you and Roger Wallace did a great job. And once again, y'all need to just let everybody know around this area wherever y'all go, there's a good game. Y'all yep. end up with good, close games, entertaining games, and Westlake avenges that loss earlier in the season and gets the win. But there was a moment in the game where a Westlake guy's on the free throw line. And you said that he hadn't missed or wouldn't miss or didn't miss or whatever. And then you said, commentator jinx. And then you said, my apologies to the Shafts fans out there. Was, was that sincere or did you have a the tongue planted in cheek at that point? That's growth, Chad. That was growth? Now that I am 32, okay. I feel like there's some pettiness that I need to just let go. I was proud of you. And that was one of those moments <laughs> where I said, you know, I could be petty here, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be the nice guy. Coach Lucero's my dude. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I will take the blame for that commentator jinx there. I will t- I'll take the blame for that. That was big of you. Yeah. It really was. It I really know. Was. I know, man. I felt good. It was well a very noble moment for myself. Well done. Probably helped that you were wearing a suit at the time. Yeah. Sometimes that suit makes you think, oh, okay, well, I'm a little more. You know, yeah, little you more. know I'd be hanging out with them Spanish Oaks folks. Uh-huh. That's so right. I, I, I'm out there. You've done the Spanish Oaks lasagna party. Yeah, man. I'm out there. Shout I've, out to I, both docks. I haven't been there. I haven't had the Caesar salad with the real anchovies in it. We'll see what we can do next year. Yeah. We'll see what we can do next oh, year. Dude, you, I'll talk to Doc, see if I can pull some strings. If you could get me in, just give me a give me like a five months notice on what kind of clothes <laughs> I have to wear. I may need to get something ordered. Uh, all right, we are getting ready for another fun show on a Wednesday. We're glad you're there. Remember, the Specs text line is 337-3776, and I feel like we're going to have a lot of stuff for you guys to interact with today because we have a, a lot of different types of stories, but... I think really interesting just type of conversation stuff. Uh, and it does start with uh, with last night and the record of all records in the NBA, the scoring record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It had lived since 84. It almost 
got 40 years with Kareem, but LeBron broke the record last night. They put the counter up in the corner, literally at tip-off, counted you all the way down. The tension in the building was cool. Famous people were there. LeBron breaks the record. Zay, did you check it out? And if so, what would you think? Yes, I did, and it was amazing just to have watched these last 20 years. I'll never forget the game, Chad, where we first saw him live. Well, where I first saw him live, ESPN, Dick Vitale was doing the game. I think he was playing against Daryl Strawberry's son, DJ Strawberry. I think he played at Modern Day. And that game was on. And what was the name of that high school of LeBron's again? St. Vincent St. Mary's. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. And LeBron just showed out and was doing between the legs dunks and stuff and no look passes and pull up threes and never seen anything like it. And that same year, Texas basketball was at its peak with TJ Ford. So, you know, going to the final four and then seeing Carmelo Anthony. I'll never forget, which, Mama, I'm sorry, I got to do this to you. But my mama was like, oh, that guy's going number one, talking about Carmelo, just what uh-huh. Melo did to Texas and then Kansas win a national championship. He did have a badass level. run. He did. Yeah. But at the college level, you would have th- thought, okay, that's not high school. That's not playing against, you know, 16-year-olds and guys that, you know, voice is still cracking and stuff. Like, you're playing against grown-ass men. Like, James Thomas was a grown-ass man Ooh, Yes, he Texas. was. My God. Royal Ivy, TJ Ford, those are some grown-ass men. And the way Melo was treating those boys, like, we remember, it's dark times for me. But still, that just to try to make my point here, mom was like, oh, yeah, I'll take Carmelo Anthony. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, because that kid over there from Akron, he's doing some special stuff that I ain't never seen before. And, yeah, there's just always that thought. It's against high school kids. So to come and prove everybody wrong, to be, you know, thrown out the name The Chosen One, he got it tattooed on his back. That was, like, one of his first tattoos, The Chosen One. Wow. So he took that and ran with it. Like, you saw him with the headband back. He was paying homage to that kid that he was back in Akron, those few young years that he had. Like, I love Candace Parker talking about it on TNT. Like, as she pointed out, I was like, oh, yeah. Did you see how much she flipped out when she saw the headband? Like, I, yeah. It freaked her out to where she, <laughs> she just knew. She said, it's tonight. Tonight's tonight. tonight. He's getting it tonight, no doubt. Yeah. And they all kind of looked at her. But Shaq knew Shaq was nodding. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And then it's just, you know, to... For people to say, oh, he's not a scorer, he doesn't have the killer mentality, you know, he's not Kobe, he's not MJ, he's passed those guys up by a long shot in all-time scoring. And I get it, the longevity, the durability, that helps, but you have to play meaningful basketball to get to this point. You have to go to multiple finals, you have to win finals, you got to play a lot of games to break the record that he did. Like Kareem played till he was 42 years old. That's insane for a basketball player. Oh, yeah. That, that's insane for the legs and the modern medicine that they had back then. The fact that Kareem did that, that's very impressive. But we know LeBron's put like million dollars into his body each season. And he's gone about it the right way. He's Whatever you say about him off the court, I get it. The China thing, I, you know, I, I get it. There's some things that you can, you know, scratch your head at, but... He hasn't been to jail, hasn't been to prison, hasn't beat nobody. I'm about to say, hasn't even had it, hasn't had a major story yeah. of really any kind where he's on the other side of the law. I don't remember anything like that. He might cuss at the wrong times, for example, last night. But Oh, sure. Other than that, what can you really say? Like, I, you just got to straight up be a hater. I know they out there. I don't remember a speeding ticket. I yeah. really don't. I don't remember, like, uh, any of that kind of stuff. Like, I, I try to nitpick Braun. Too. Like just watching them all these years, like the Mavs series comes to mind where the Mavs just Rick Carlisle playing that zone. Like that Ooh. will always haunt them. We should talk about that series a lot today. <laughs> we should break down that series a lot today. That series will always haunt them. And our Jordan fans, that's what they go to when they talk about, oh, LeBron don't have the killer instinct. How did he lose to that team? Well, being a basketball junkie that I am, that team was pretty damn good. Team was good. That team was pretty good. Team was damn good. Like, I, I don't think Deshaun Stevenson, Peja, Jose Juan Berea, Jason Terry, I don't think they missed the three the whole playoff run. Yeah. Oh. Along with Dirk not missing a shot with that. God, they got on a run. Yeah. So 
nitpick all you want. Top four in assists. He's going to be top ten in rebounds ever. Now he passed Kareem in scoring. It's going to be tough to catch. I don't think anybody's going to be able to catch it. But they said that about Kareem. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if we'll be around to see it. But I know you and I will probably both be dead we'll when it happens. Be, yeah, yeah, we'll probably be long gone. But it's all right. I, I'm very happy with what I've seen these last 20 years. It's been a pleasure to watch. Yeah, it'll be great, great, great grandson, Bron, that breaks uh, that breaks the record <laughs> at that point. Uh, give us your thoughts on it if you watch 337-3776. Somebody says the Lakers have a bunch of drama going on. Yes, they do, and this just added to it. Last night is why L.A. can be the most special place to have something like that happening. Just all those famous people show up. The building has an energy to it and a buzz to it. Uh, so LeBron gets this done, passes Kareem, and uh, the number was 38. The 38,387, he ends at 38,390 last night. Also, shout out to Nathan, what's his name? Uh, Nathan Butler, Nathaniel Butler, the NBA photographer, did the Wilt Chamberlain nod last night. Wrote it on a piece of paper. Handed it to LeBron. LeBron posed like Wilt did way back in the day on the 100. Thought that was kind of cool, too. That's dope. Yeah, paying, uh, paying tribute there. Also, Zay, did you hear that when Kareem broke Wilt's record, Wilt wasn't there? I didn't know that. In 84, when Kareem took the record, Wilt Chamberlain was not in attendance. And I did not hear the, the particulars as to why, but he wasn't there. Come on, Chad. We all know why. He was cooped up having a menage a trois with about three other women. He was in a bed that none of us will be able to, yeah, able to that's afford. What, that, that's what I'm saying. Or live up to. Exactly. Um, but how classy was the cap last night? How classy was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar last night? Yeah, he's just a weird guy. He was classy, but... He's oh, he's a, odd. He's, he's an odd, odd guy. But. Because we know, you've talked about it, those two guys don't, you could tell, they're not necessarily buddies. They're not close the way he and Magic are close, but Captain did what he's supposed to do. He showed up, he sat there the whole time, he symbolically handed the basketball over, and LeBron was having a tough time uh, processing it all while it was happening. Do I, because I wanted him to immediately go to Kareem. That's what I wanted to, yeah. Go find Kareem right away. He didn't do that. He kind of pulled his family together. Kareem never blinked, though. Kareem stood there. He waited. He did. He he went where they told him to go. He went out to center court. They got it done. And then LeBron gave him his love and hugged him and thanked him and called him Cap. And then to the crowd, one of the first things he did was to thank uh, Kareem and ask for a standing ovation for four thirty three. So for me, as an older school fan, a guy that always rooted Lakers over Celtics, and a guy that really got to see, I you know, got to see the end of Kareem's run. He's my all-time five. He's my guy. If I had to pick, Kareem's your all-time five. Kareem's my all-time five. Huh. If I'm picking that five, I go Kareem, and my guy off the bench is probably the dream. Man, that's probably what I would do. I get the argument for Hakeem. I really do. But as much Kareem as I got to watch. I lean that way. I feel that. That's where I lean. I feel that. It's hard to argue that. I mean, what he did in high school, being from New York, Lou Alcindor, then going to UCLA, winning those championships with John Wooden, and yeah, his NBA career, he was second in points scored, all those titles. I think Kareem has six. That Six seems right. Five with the Lakers, uh, one with uh, yeah, Milwaukee. You're right. So yeah, he has six there. Mm-hmm. I, I might be Dream Shaq. Then Kareem. Okay, all right. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Kareem, the skyhook, everything he did in the game. And he, he, he was classy last night. He is an odd guy, but he was classy. He did. I wish that they would have had all that extravaganza stuff at the end of the game. Though. Now, somebody just texted us. They were waiting for – they thought maybe wait the 30 seconds till the end of the quarter or whatever. They did just immediately stop the game. My gut – was to go where you just went and say, wait a minute, don't we need to wait till this game's over? Then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's think about these two teams and exactly where they are right now. These are two teams literally not in play in the playoffs right now, fighting for the ability to get into the play-in games. Maybe we did need to stop and do a quick ceremony. But, you know, like I could make the argument, because it's the biggest thing of that night, with all due respect right. to Gilgis Alexander on, on the other side and to LeBron and his teammates, fellas. You you are not the two most impactful teams in the West right now. This is the story. We got to go now. And those TNT people would say, "What are you waiting on?" They wouldn't want to wait the thirty seconds. 
Those producers and directors are thinking, we got to strike now. Because you don't, because don't wait till it gets an hour, hour and a half down the line. And the Lakers ended up losing. Yeah. So it kind of it fell flat. By the end of the night, I understood why they did what they did, why they just went there. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was it, it was weird. Point. It was weird to stop the game right there. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, I just wish they would have went to Kareem, shook his hand, take a standing ovation, get back to the game, and then we could have acknowledged them at the end. Like the Spurs are really good at doing stuff like that. Right. Like when they have some type of event, which most likely it's probably hanging somebody's jersey in the rafters, they do it at the end of the game, and then everybody gets their flowers and people get to talk and stuff. So I would have preferred it that way. Like let's continue the hoop, even though these guys are in the playoff contention. From 3 to 13, that that you could be in and out the playoffs. It's like a five-game span. You're From right. the Sacramento Kings to yeah. the Los Angeles Lakers, it's like five games out. So it's real tight edge. It was a meaningful game for both teams, even though they're not very good. I It was a fun night, though. Seeing the, uh, Jay-Z, seeing LL Cool J. That was cool. Seeing Jeannie Buss rubbing Dwayne Wade's shoulders, like all <laughs> that stuff. Just amazing. They came back from a break and started showing famous people, and they were all rappers. And for a second I thought, well, wait a minute. More than just rappers like LeBron. And then they started showing some other famous folks. But they just happened to show, like, three of the biggest rappers in the world. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. It was like Jay-Z... Was it Drake and somebody else? No, no Drake no. wasn't there. Drake, Drake had the there. little corny video Drake tribute did the video. thing. I like when Drake thinks he's funny. That was awful. I, lo- I love when he thinks he's funny. Yeah, I'm sure Savannah James would appreciate Drake having his broads say, congratulations, Bron. There was like 15 women. Say congratulations, ladies. Man, that's a that's a woman we do not see a ton of. At least I don't. Maybe she's on social media oh, a lot or incredible. whatever. Zay. Yo, She's bro. so pretty. She's so bad. She's so bad. Oh, my goodness. Just, I mean, I, I, just one, elegant. But I was going to say, one of those people that you can feel how they carry themselves yeah. Through, yeah. through the television, man. Yeah. She's beautiful. And By the way, if somebody on the Specs text line comes at me again, because I will talk and talk highly of Braun, and I will hate on Mike at times, but I've never said I'd take Braun over Mike. I've never said that. No. Ever. No, you've never said that. You've said you'll take Pippen over both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that either. Well, <laughs> but I do think Jordan fans can be ridiculous. Hmm. I do think that. Okay. And very unrealistic. Yeah. Also, that, that can that can And happen. I do think LeBron fans could be that way too. But yeah, that's everybody on Spectacle like, oh, hey, man, just because somebody said they cut in any Wilkins has more wins than Phil Jackson doesn't mean he's a better coach. <laughs> like, what? Uh, now, technically, that would be true. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, what? I think we, I think we do know that. Somebody, I appreciate the, I appreciate the passion though. I appreciate. Yeah. Oh no, they're they're all fired all the up. You know, I appreciate it. They get fired up. <laughs> this says Savannah James is beautiful. Damn, yeah, a Friday quality. Damn for her. Uh, this says glad I didn't watch. Definitely don't give a flying f about LeBron. <laughs> go, go Spurs, yes. go. All right. Yes. Okay, Spurs fan. Jeez. Yo, Spurs fan. The fact that LeBron. And the Heat were able to beat that legendary team. Like both of those teams, 2014 and 2013, were unbelievable. Like I yeah. if we go down the list of some of my favorite teams to win a championship, that 2014 Spurs team is easily in there. I think I think if you're in the state of Texas, there's two things of pride you take when we're thinking about LeBron. If you're a Mavs fan like me, you take pride in the fact that he didn't get started winning titles yet because of your team. Because the Mavs stopped him that year. And if you're a Spurs fan, you take pride in the fact that y'all ran him out of Miami. You ended that thing. Because they had the really close win in the Game 7. Hell of a series. Yeah, That's one of the best NBA Finals I've probably seen. Yeah, Chris Bosh, zero points that game. Yeah, but then the next year, the Spurs put a historic beating on that LeBron team. And then he went back to Cleveland. They ran him off. Now, Spurs fans are going to hate this. Would that have happened if they didn't turn off the air conditioning and LeBron didn't go all Tyrese Hunter on them and just catch crazy cramps and that series completely shifted after that? I mean, they. It, I don't think. I don't think you could have done much to to sw- swing have. that series. Very true. Dude, I, they, they beat them by like t- t- fifteen or more in all but one of those games. I think. Yeah, that they was, whipped them. That was when we saw Kawhi Leonard kind of become or starting to become a superstar. Yeah. Timmy was still good on both sides. Tony Parker was still averaging twenty a game. That should have been the start of the Kawhi Leonard thing too. 
That's where it should have started. It should have been the beginning of it. If for I'm speaking as you know, I'll speak for Spurs fans here. That's what they were thinking when they saw that 2014 team. Here's the next guy to take the baton. We're gonna go from David to Tim to this kid. And then it didn't happen. Couldn't do it. Nah, it didn't happen. LeBron gets the record. Let us know what you think of that. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, all kinds of angles on that story. Somebody says, as a lifelong Cowboys fan, I hated stopping the game when Emmett broke Peyton's record. Pause, recognize, and move on. But yeah, isn't that what they did last night? They didn't give him an award. They stopped. He said what he said. He and Kareem, they did. They gave it him was a, just long as hell. The ceremonial yeah, basketball. Yeah, it took a hot minute. Yeah, I guess it did take a little while. Uh, LeBron breaking the record, definitely uh, on the board today. Also, we got a little Longhorn football news. Let's get this in real quick before the break. Savion Red going to the running back rooms, eh? You're a Longhorn fan. Are you understanding this? Um, grasping this move? Sure. I guess. I mean, oh boy, didn't get the ball at all this season, so can we say he was nice yards after catch? I don't think we can. We didn't mm. really see it. I mean, he was just a freshman coming out of Grand Perry, three-star player, still has a lot of potential. If this coaching staff sees something, which they obviously do, the wide receiver room is already thick. Now he's just going to go to a thick-ass running back room. Right. I don't know what. I don't know if that's bad news to, to like – where Cedric Baxter or Jonathan Brooks, Keelan Robinson, Jaden Blue, if those guys aren't where this coaching staff thinks they should be and they have to bring Savion Red on some desperate-ish, I don't like that. Hopefully it's just this guy could be another Swiss Army Knife guy. Maybe, Maybe it could be a Ramaz Taylor situation. That's yeah. I'm, I'm thinking the best. Yeah, and, and I, it's weird. We were talking before the show. I haven't seen him enough at re- receiver to know what kind of running back he could be. That's what I'm saying. We're going to ask our guest today. we got Justin Wells inside Texas at 1, Chip Brown, Horns247.com at 2. Uh, we'll ask them both about Red as a running back. How do they see it? Uh, we see him listed here at 510-209. That, I, I can... I can conceive of that being a running back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we just got to see it work out. So on this team, where could you get more lost? At the back end of the running back room or the back end of the receiving room? Because now that you're bringing Jontae Cook in and you're hoping that, you know, Nayer and A.D. Mitchell and all that, that stacks up at the top of that group. And then you mentioned the running back group where you already have Brooks and Keelan Robinson and who am I forgetting? Blue. And now you're adding uh, Baxter. And now he's at kind of the bottom of that group. That's what I'm saying. That running back room and the wide receiver room, thicker than Cardi B booty. Mm, my goodness. My goodness. By the way, I, I, let me admit something because somebody called me out and I am willing to admit. They said, Zay, you have no idea what you're talking about because you compare Tyrese Hunter to TJ Ford. First of all, I said. Oh, be careful. Go ahead. First of all, I said it's Tyrese Hunter when you're drunk as hell. You got to be drunk. Squinting with one eye. Yep. Do about 18 360s. And one leg, you said, after and that. On one leg. Yes. <laughs> Again, drunk as hell. Maybe it, on some of that Aaron Rodgers stuff that he's going to in the dark for for four days. Maybe some of that. And I think you said Tyrese Hunter has to do his hair exactly like TJ yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And with the way Tyrese is bled, I was wrong. <laughs> Love Tyrese. Blaze art. I was wrong. Oh, so I'll admit, he'll admit going, it. You went at me, somebody on Specs text line. I respect that. I'm not too proud to say I was wrong on that one. There you go. But I also did say you had to be drunk as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. We one did, foot, it was, three six. I just, I didn't just say straight up. It was qualified. I didn't just say straight up. I can vouch for that. All right, Longhorn fans, we also have a little basketball note to uh, to get to. Not just the team itself, but a little note from the NBA involving a Longhorn. Also, we got to talk Super Bowl up next. It is the Eagles and the Chiefs. Who you got? I'll throw my pick out next, and we'll talk about that a little bit and some of the stories around the game. Uh, coming up in the crap bag, a little more on LeBron, because there is only one that I can put over LeBron. No, 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 not that discussion. A different discussion. That's coming up on the horn.
Piracy. Come on now. S. R. V. There's just only one man that plays like that and sings like that. Rest in peace. Off the classic Texas Flood album. All right, this one is... uh, I forget what this one's called. Tell me the name of this one. I'm crying. I'm crying. That's right. Man, Stevie. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. I, uh, I've seen a whole lot of acts live, and uh, including Stevie. I would, I'd trade in eight to ten of the others. If you let me pick, I'd trade in eight to ten of the others as long as I could have Stevie and get another one. I only saw him one time, but he was bad. He was badass. You saw him? No, no. 1989 or 90. Hel- helicopter crash. Oh. Killed him. Killed his agent at the time. In fact, we just had the Grammys. I can, it was right before the Grammys. If I go double check the date, I believe because that the next Grammys, they kind of paid tribute to everybody. It was a famous agent that died, Stevie, and then one or two others. I think everyone in the helicopter died. That's sad. Oh, it was awful. Oh, it was terrible, man. He was just and he was just taken off. I don't mean that as a, I didn't mean to make that reference. His career was really just getting going. And uh, what's what's the uh, the album with if the house is a rockin' uh, had just hit. Uh, step, step, step by step, in, in step, in step had just hit, and that's when I saw him at the Cotton Bowl opening for the Who. I mean, he was on the way up, and then, oh God, and then, then he died. It was so sad. The, uh, the, uh, the, the, the album with Jimmy that came out after he died was incredible. Sky is crying. I guess technically came out after he died. Check out some Stevie Ray Vaughan if you have not. Good Lord, SRV. Unbelievable. All right, we uh, start this Wednesday before the Super Bowl with some LeBron discussion because he gets the record from Kareem. More on that coming up in the crap bag. People have their thoughts on how things were laid out last night. Our man Cameron Parker just stopped by as an Oklahoma City Thunder fan and said he was Jeez, Cam. said he wanted his team to you know be able to play again, but. He, I think deep down, I think he understood why maybe they stopped the game. Uh, but there were a lot of people trying to figure out, you know, kind of how they should be doing that. Uh, we'll get into some Super Bowl discussion as we go along. Uh, also, we've got uh, Justin Wells coming up at 105 inside Texas to talk about Savion Red. Before we get into Super Bowl stuff, Zay, we have multiple listeners on the text line reminding us Savion Red, one listener says he was recruited as an athlete. And played some quarterback in high school. Yeah. Which I didn't realize that. I didn't realize he was that uh, versatile. Somebody else says Savion Red was Roshan Light in high school. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'll take that. Yeah. And of the two, obviously, to me these days, two positions we've seen that can get a little malleable if you do it right, receiver and running back. For sure. We've watched it. Kyle Shanahan knows how to deal with those things. Absolutely. What we need to – the problem is – Steve Sarkeesian has shown us so far that at Texas, not the Alabama version, at Texas, he will pick a receiver that he thinks can be effective, throw bombs to that guy until everybody passes out, and then he might think a running back deserves some carries and he'll give him carries after he doesn't give him enough carries, he'll give him enough carries in a game or two and it'll just be inconsistent. That, so far, is what he's done with those two positions. Yeah, and he's also had a bad feel for the game. Sometimes you got to, whatever the game plan is, and the defense stops that, especially in the second half. We saw multiple times this past season, just the second half woes. They'll put up 30-some points in the first half. Second half comes around, and they'll put up sixes and threes. And you're like, what the, where the hell did the offense uh, go? Mm-hmm. And that's because the other coach on the other side, defensive coordinator, they made adjustments, and Steve Sarkeesian, just not being able to fill out the game, had a horrible time countering to those adjustments so to what you're saying Chad just not you know focusing on one guy too much not letting everyone eat and that's why having the depth at running back having the depth at wide receiver hopefully somebody could step up like a AD Mitchell hopefully Jordan Winnington could be utilized a lot more than we saw this past season hopefully Quinn Ewers and Xavier Wordy we had Cam on yesterday Cam made a great point that Xavier Wordy with all these guys coming back these bigger guys like an Isaiah Nayor and AD Mitchell coming along and adding a Jonte Cook it allows Xavier Wordy to do different things and he might not go for those 20 plus yard deep route passes that they were so just unsuccessful this past season so I 
We'll see if the move works, and yeah, I don't really know what to say to that. We just haven't, we didn't see Savion Red with the ball enough to, mm-hmm. you know, give a true opinion on if it's going to work or not. Just got to, you know, hope and pray. You're a Horns fan. Yeah, Specs text line is 337-3776. One fan says, my man needs to worry less about his outfit and more on game plan. Damn, All right, damn. okay. All right, look, other, <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yo, that's cold. That, that is. That's cold. But that's his wife, though. If you have a beautiful woman like that, you got to look good. Yeah. You, he has no choice but to look good. You and, see that woman? And not just a beautiful woman, a beautiful woman that is really into fashion. For sure. She's the combo. She's the com- She's like these. She's like a lot of these basketball players that we'll see walking into arenas in these badass suits and stuff or even, you know, draft night or whatever. A, you've got the fashion sense in your brain somewhere, and B, you've got that body to hang it on. That's right. That's a that's a deadly combo. So there's no way Steve Sarkeesian is going into. He's not going to be walking in just wearing like a quarter zip with the Longhorn logo. <laughs> that's just not going to work. She's not going to allow that. Uh, but Savion Red to the running back room. We hope that works really well for the Longhorns and Savion. Um, we'll see how that works, and we'll get our uh, our insiders' thoughts on that today. I hope Sark's taking a couple of anger management classes after the incident in Alamo Bowl, though. Just a couple. He don't need much. He don't need like a full month or so. Just a couple. Just to where like, you know, it's I get it. We're intense. We're trying to get our team intense, but you mm-hmm. know, uh, we saw the Alamo Bowl. Still unacceptable. Because it happened when it did, do you think somebody is gonna ask him that question at some point? Does Probably he... not. I think it's over with. Like the off see if it had happened game four or five, maybe. But since it happened when it did, it just goes away. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's funny to me. It goes. <laughs> it goes away until there's another. Yeah. yeah I'm, it, I'm really joking about the anger management thing, but still, it was. It a, was. It was weird. It's a joke. We shouldn't be doing that. But you know, I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's that serious. I don't. I, I agree with you. I don't think ultimately it's that serious. But it's. It's all a matter of how many of them are there. That's the issue. Right. Because with Tom Herman, it built up to where there were three or four of those, and you went, "Dude, what we that?" So I'll, I'll you know, I've I've called it conduct unbecoming the Texas head coach since I saw that moment, just like all the Tom moments. One of them doesn't make mean you're gone. Three or four of them does for sure. Three or four of them does, and then the, eventually they'll realize, no, that that doesn't work. Yeah, he can't have that type of moment uh, happen again. You yeah, got you got to keep that under control with this roster and with this schedule. Like not winning nine games, unacceptable. Well, that's got to be to me not that's going the mark. to me not going to the Big Twelve championship, unacceptable. So if those things happen, then people are going to go back to, well, is he worried about his anger or is he back on the who knows what his past, you know, uh, demons? Is he gone back to those types of things? And people going to be talking about his wardrobe and stuff. People going to yeah. find stuff nitpick on and. Hey, if you don't go nine plus wins slash Big Twelve title, I think that's accurate. Somebody texted in winning games sure does look damn good, and someone else thinks Quinn Ewers needs to shave. There's a lot going on in the off season <laughs> with Longhorn fans. Shave what the head or the beard? Shave the beard, not the hair. Yeah, they, they, they just did the beards bugging him a little bit. They think he needs to go clean shaven. I guess that way it'll you know everything will be. I mean, it's not traditional nice quarterback face. Maybe nice and I don't know. They just maybe try to change it up a little bit. Change up on those deep balls. What elite quarterback right now has the scruff? I can't name one. Mm. The most I can think of is Jalen Hurts' goatee, and we could argue if he's an elite quarterback or not. Mahomes will rock a little bit. Both these guys in the Super Bowl rock a little, won't they? Yeah, Mahomes has like that bad, bad peach puberty. Fuzz or, yeah, puberty. Yeah. Peach fuzz hair. Jalen Hurts does because Jalen Hurts. Somebody said looks like the V for Vendetta. That mask thing with the with the mustache. Yeah, sometimes he looks like a fake person. Like dog, you can't be this smooth. He really, yeah. He you can't. This ain't. This don't make no sense. He's kind of be this smooth. He's kind of like his face. Sometimes to me, it almost has a Zach Wilson quality to it. The kid in the jet with the Jets. Right. That kid to me sometimes looks like a doll, and that's what Jalen Hurts. I'm like, dude, can you be that handsome? What are you doing? How can you be and, and everything just looks so perfect sometimes? Yeah, Zach Wilson looks like the Disney movie D bag. 
<laughs> like always the villain that's just like harasses the main character's girl or something and the main character just punches him in the face at the end of the movie and everybody gives him a stand of ovation that's zach wilson gaston from beauty and the beast <laughs> that's him that's yeah. what you're saying yeah, yeah. Exactly. uh real quick before this break i said i'd throw my prediction out so we'll do it i'm wearing the now 20 year old t-shirt a t-shirt 20 year old sweatshirt from the bucks winning super bowl 37 and 20 years ago, people thought the offense on the other side was going to be a little bit too much. The Bucks defense was better. Now, that Bucks defense is better than this Eagles defense, but I think it's the Eagles defense that will win the game, and I think this Eagles offense is better than what the Bucks had that year. I mean, that was Brad Johnson. It was Michael Pittman. I'm old enough now that Michael Pittman Jr. Know, is boy, in the league. That, my guy, Michael Stock. I mean, you had All-Star, Come on, baby. Keyshawn, and Jared Vicious and stuff. I'm not saying it was a bad offense. It was Warren a good offense. I would put, I would put th- this one maybe a step above it when it's on and when it's rolling. I think they're going to control time of possession. I think they're going to block and tackle the hell out of the Chiefs. I hope I am wrong. Mr. Mahomes, Mr. Kelsey, please use this as fuel to beat these Eagles. I got Philly 37-20. to 20. Okay. I think by the end, it is not going to be close. And the time of possession will be silly. They're going to run the ball like crazy. And I think the, uh, the Chiefs are going to get worn out. Won't look exactly like when the Bucks beat them. Because they didn't score much that night. I think they'll score a little more than that. But I think the Eagles are going to outlast them. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a hell of a game. Both number one seeds. This is what we wanted. I mean, if you're just a football fan and you don't have a dog in the fight, this is what you want. You want a competitive battle. And I think that's what we're going to see. For me, it's going to be that offensive line for the Chiefs versus that really good pass rush for the Eagles. 70 plus sacks. All those guys are dogs, man. Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Hardgrave, Brandon Graham, you know, Sweat. Then you got uh, Sue basically coming off the bench. And then Robert Quinn, like, hey, you you ready to play, bro? Like, all those guys just, they interchange, which keeps them fresh. The fact that you lose Sweat and Sue when you think about those guys. Like, you almost forget about them. You forget. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Sweat's on this team. Like, Sue made a huge play against the 49ers. Yeah, that was a great play. So, anybody could step up, and again, it just keeps all of those guys fresh. So, they keep coming at you. So, the the Chiefs, they've been relatively good at keeping Patrick Mahomes safe. They're third in uh, uh, all of the NFL and allowing sacks with 26 this year. But a lot of that goes to Patrick Mahomes being mobile and getting out of those situations and seeing the blitz and making those reads, which he'll still be able to have that. But how much has his ankle healed in the last two weeks? We saw he could play with it against the Bengals, but the Bengals defense ain't the Eagles defense. I'm going to be looking forward to seeing that matchup, and it's going to be a fun one. Super Bowl 57 coming up. We're going to talk more about that uh, as we roll along. And uh, also, we remind you that our big game coverage is brought to you by Texas Truck and Trailer. I'm going to try to reach out to our guy at Texas Truck and Trailer. He's a big Chiefs fan. He's like me. He's rooting for the Chiefs. We're going to see if we can get him on the show maybe tomorrow to talk about it. Uh, Coming up at 105, let's talk more about this Savion Red to running back situation. Justin Wells of Inside Texas will give you his thoughts on that. Plus, we have not Uh, spoken with Justin since the young man from Red Oak decided to rip that purple jacket off and show us that he was wearing burnt orange. Warren Roberson, uh, what does Justin think of him? We'll find out at 105. Up next, though, in the crap bag, let's talk a little bit more about LeBron passing Kareem. A couple of crazy stats and a question for all of you because I don't think there are that many athletes on the list I'm thinking of. We'll talk about it on the horn. It's a wonderfully crunchy bass there. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Uh huh. Hmm. Feel like I should know this. I think you should. It's a group or an individual? Group. Okay. Um, man. Mm. 
Oh, man. Yeah, this is a little corner of the metal world or hard rock world that... Thin Lizzy. I don't know. Queen. That's Queen? That's Queen. What's Fight from the inside. Wow. Fight from the inside. That does not sound like Freddie. Okay. Queen and SRV getting us started today. What a showman. What a showman that Freddie Mercury was. That's a band I wish I could go back and see. Just pick some tour. Go see Freddie one time, man. What a what a freaking front man he was. God, that was that's one. And that was only he died like the year after SRV. Somebody, our man uh, Chris Bennett verified it was August of ninety. Man. Is when Stevie Ray Vaughan died. So it would have been that next January, February, whatever on the Grammys is what I'm thinking of. I can still remember Paula Abdul being really devastated by that news because not I'm, I'm, it may have been because of Stevie, but also the publicist or agent that was on that helicopter meant a lot to her. Oh. And there was a lot of people in that room. It was just it was Stevie for those certain people, and then it was yeah, that was a horrible one, man. Uh, so we had a little Stevie Ray Vaughan to start, and uh, Queen up next. We got Justin Wells coming at um, at 105 from inside Texas. Get his thoughts on Savion Red to running back for Texas. This Texas basketball team bouncing back from the loss at Kansas, and we'll ask him about. Warren Roberson joining that 23 class for Texas. Right now, though, let's get back into a little LeBron discussion with a silly number and maybe a silly question in the crap bag. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. It's brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. First off, the silly stat. LeBron James is now... The or he already was this into last night, but he's the youngest player in league history to reach each of the 1,000 point milestones from 1,000 to 38,000. So just let that one marinate in 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, just on up. He's the youngest to hit every one of those marks uh, in NBA history. He's now averaging a little over 30 points a game this season, so that also makes him the oldest player ever to average 30 points a game. It's absolutely silly. So he passes Kareem last night, and I thought when I died, there'd be two records in sports that would have never been touched. And we could think of some others if you want to throw them at us. 337-3776, Specs text line. I figured Kareem's record would still be there, and I thought the DiMaggio 56-game hit streak would always be there. And I think it will. I think when I die, that thing is still there, intact. And we could throw others out. Nolan's seven no-hitters. I'm not sure anybody really ever touches that. They don't let pitchers go after no-hitters in the same way they used to. So uh, maybe that changes. But those Stockton's th- record. Stock, assist record. Stockton for assist. You think that lives forever? Oh, yeah. So there are certain records. Once LeBron finishes off, and this thing may go up over 40,000, it may become one of those records. So certainly congratulations to LeBron for passing that record. I cannot believe somebody passed Kareem. It almost. I'm 48, and this record almost lived with Kareem for 40 years. So that's how big a deal it was for last night. Here's my question on LeBron, though. Forget about the greatest of all time discussion. We can have that separately if you want. But there's only one athlete I can think of that I'd put above LeBron on this discussion. The athlete that was pumped up so much as a kid and then lived up to it and then some. The only guy I can think of is Tiger. Because Tiger was a child, like two, when he went on that talk show, when he went on The Tonight Show. And then grew up and grew up, and it was expectation, 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 and he lived up to it, and then some. So even with a guy like a Michael Jordan, we know the famous story of he got cut from the JV team or whatever. Michael Jordan wasn't necessarily that when he's coming through high school. LeBron was on the cover of SI, Zay, in high school. And it is also fitting that I'm wearing this Buck sweatshirt today back from 03, because 03 is when it all started for LeBron 20 years ago, so... To come through it like he has, and we talked about the little blips. Do you want to say that the decision was awkward? I got you. You want to talk about the old China discussion and that he won't have it? I got you. Do you want to tell me that sometimes he feels a little disingenuous? I get it. I do. I feel that too. But full resume, full 
you know, playing resume, off the court resume, what he's done in his community resume. It is so impressive to me, and I'm not sure who else I could compare him to, Zay, other than Tiger. I don't know, Williams sisters, maybe? Yeah. Like, so much pressure as a child. I heard him interviewed. They they rolled back an interview from way back. Mike Tirico, a younger Mike Tirico, asked him, what's your, what's your biggest fear right now? And he said, not living up to others' expectations. And I thought, he's like 15 in that discussion. 16, whatever it was. That's his fear. I would have that fear too. And he lived up. To say he lived up to it is an easy thing to say. And this is after Michael Jordan. This is after Kobe Bryant. And everybody's thinking, well, this is the next great thing. This is the next big deal. Four titles. I know there's a unique way that he's done it. And you can have all your discussions about where it goes. But, Zay, he's in a lot of people's all-time top five. Is that fair? Yeah. All-time starting five. If that's true, then it's one of the greatest careers you'll ever see based on the expectation level as a child. I can't think of many others. Yeah, I I would say it's a little bit bigger than Tiger just because it's one of the four big-time sports, like hockey, football, baseball, mm-hmm. basketball. like And tougher to do it in a team sport in a way, right? maybe. Yeah, Tiger made the game of golf big. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it was, yeah. He's he's big time in his own rights. But for what you're talking about, like as being a child and living up to expectations and stuff, like once Tiger won in '97 and the Masters, it really took off, and everybody started playing golf and everybody started getting into it. But yeah, just the expectations Bronze had, and you know, I think he doesn't get counted for this enough. Putting on his friends, like big time jobs, Rich Paul's one of the biggest agents ever mm. the community he's yeah, built around the, him. yeah like maverick carter what he's doing behind the scenes with just yeah. business stuff like these guys they weren't harvard guys they didn't go to ivy league schools and go to law schools and stuff they they lebron made them do certain things like that to give them games so they could be able to have these responsibilities and take on these jobs but mm-hmm. man rich paul's with adele chad yeah, he LeBron is. LeBron got Rich Paul, one of his homies, with Adele just because of their status and That's what they built. Yeah, because he didn't do it. It wasn't like the MC Hammer thing where he was just trying to take care of everybody, but then they couldn't take care of themselves. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to put you on, but you're going to make money for yourself yeah. and me. It's a good point. The like, stuff- it's not one of those John Morant situations. You know John Morant's going through it right now. He got his homeboy kicked out of uh, the FedEx Center oh, because yeah. he's doing some wild stuff on the scenes. LeBron yeah. ain't never had to do that. You're right. Or worry yeah. about those issues. Yeah, and yeah, there, again, there's things you can nitpick, but overall, it's, it's such impressive stuff. Heck, last night, while the captain, while Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was being his classy self, he commended LeBron for what LeBron's done away from the floor and said to him, it's probably more impressive than what he's done on the floor. That stopped me for a second. Like, wait, 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 hold on. Kareem just said that? Out loud? Okay. Uh, All right. Obviously, and LeBron's done so much, but to hear Kareem say that, it really brings it home. Uh, It was was a wild wild night last night. He is, I'll always say it, He's the most unique weapon I have ever seen in the NBA. Because at times, he reminds me of three guys all at once. And this is hard to do. He reminds me of Magic. He reminds me of Michael. And he reminds me of Sean Kemp in his prime. And those three things are hard to do. Because Sean Kemp is my favorite tomahawk of all time. Really? I think when he was in his prime and he was doing those just punch nasty tomahawks. Because when LeBron does that... My brain tells me, okay, that's not what Mike looked like, Duncan. And that's certainly not what Magic Johnson looked like, driving. The drive is Magic. The, all the other tools are Mike, but the anger and the forcefulness and that tomahawk, that's what takes me to Seattle's, the Seattle version of Sean Kemp. He still reminds me of all three. It's crazy. Yeah, and you know, him being number one scorer of all time, a lot of people don't give him a credit as a score because him being so big and so strong they think that that's such an advantage 
especially during this era of basketball where you can't hand check or whatnot. You right. know, Jordan, he wasn't the biggest guy compared to LeBron. Neither was Kobe, neither was Durant, which, you know, for me, those those are the first three scores I think of when I think of an NBA score. Those three guys and now Bron. But saying that, at this point, I feel ignorant. I feel ignorant for saying a guy for 20 straight years who's now in this 20th season right. is averaging 30 and his points per game through 20 years have been 27. So not much of a scorer, eh? Not much of a freaking score. I need to see more scoring. <laughs> I really do. Before I give you yeah, your like credit. He, he hasn't proved anything to no. me. Like, oh, oh yeah, he just shot from the logo, Zay. Nah, I, I don't see it. But Zay, he's hit a whole bunch of clutch shots, and he just hit a fadeaway to put him as the leading scorer of all time. Yeah, but still, not, not a scorer in my eyes. He hit the dirt jumper, basically, to, to finish it. That was basically what that shot was. Yeah, he just keeps adding different parts of his game to get better like even though his athleticism has declined a little bit which he might be the most gifted athlete of all time so him as an athlete declining still at bad, 20 yeah. it's still, still better than 90 yeah. percent of the league he still added like fadeaway jumper and a post game yeah. and a three-point shot throughout the years and here just incredible here's the other one real quick a contrast stat i saw so LeBron is ninth all time in three pointers made. If you he did this in fifteen hundred, uh, should be one hundred and fifty fewer games than Kareem, and this is probably one of the big reasons why he's ninth all time in three pointers made. Kareem hit one his whole career. Yeah. So huge contrast there. So that's why Kareem had to put in all those extra miles and log all that extra time because he's. It wasn't just that. You know, it wouldn't just that he's not hitting the threes. He wasn't taking them. He no. only hit one his entire career. But the fact that LeBron is top ten there, and you mentioned, what, fourth in assists? Yes. And all when he's done, where he'll be on all those different lists, that is why I keep saying the most versatile NBA weapon we have ever seen. Nobody will have done all of that the way he did when he's done. Yeah. That one I think we can all probably agree on as basketball basketball fans. You can talk about the greatest of all time all you want, and we'll figure all that out. And he wouldn't be mine if you want me on the official record. He would not be my GOAT right now. But most versatile across all categories is probably him. It's probably him. One thing that he does have in common with Michael, they're both pretty bad GMs. By the way, I also agree with this assessment, and my man Kevin Dunn, I'll give him credit for this, Kevin always said he'd pick Michael over LeBron as a basketball player because of how much better LeBron is as a person. Like, he knows Michael is such a bad guy in certain ways. He respects that. He's so viciously evil, and he's so competitive, <laughs> and he's so... We all watched it in the last dance. That's why he said... He said, because Mike's got a killer instinct that LeBron, thankfully, doesn't have. Yeah. Because LeBron's a better human being than Michael is. Yes. That is the, that's the way Kevin always broke it down. I always thought that was a pretty good assessment. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the same thing with Kobe. Mike, Kobe yeah. was an a-hole. Like, yeah. was, like, like, come on, like we, yeah. Kobe and Jordan, but people love that. Yeah, the mob. Like, I, I love that about them. The mob mentality does not have rainbow colors on it, and it does not. It does not just walk around and smile a lot. No, that, that that's nasty stuff. All right, uh, there's your crap bag. We do it at twelve forty-five every day. Let's get to Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Savion Red to running back. What does he think of it? And some other uh, recruiting news, Longhorn stuff, and maybe talk a little NFL. We'll get his prediction on the Super Bowl as well. Next on the Horn.